Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. And the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, sir. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, sir yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sound off like you got a pair. Sir, yes, sir. If you ladies leave my island, if you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. I am hard, but I am fair. There is no racial bigotry here. I do not look down on niggers, kites, wops, or greasers. Here you are all equally worthless. And my orders are to weed out all non-hackers who do not pack the gear to serve in my beloved corps. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sir, yes, sir. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. You will bow down before me! It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Now I am the master. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Book Bullies with Nerd is a New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-hosts. This is Eli, the Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> is that because it's so freaking cold up there? Yeah. We have, yes. Up here in Minnesota, where I reside, we've had a record-breaking blizzard this weekend. Uh, it's fucking middle of April. Right. And that's and what's so scary, over right? over a foot of snow. Over a foot of snow. It sucks. You but know, global warming is not yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, climate change. Global warming is a trigger word. You got to. You got. No, we should change the name to pollution because that's what causes all this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because this is not right. Because I, I realize if it's forty degrees in Mississippi right now in April, obviously somebody else is suffering even more than we are. But I'm not used to this. I'm ready to walk, you know, down the street in my shorts and flip flops and like that. But I can't do that because it's. Well, I can't operate at forty degrees. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> I know you wish yeah. it was 40 degrees up there yeah, right that, now. That's, but... That sounds tropical to me. <laughs> I, I love that it's 40 degrees. Can't do it. Uh, definitely not a foot of snow. I wouldn't be able to operate. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I can tolerate the winters pretty good, but it's, it's fucking April, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of shoveling. I'm sick of driving in it. You know, I'm sick of trudging through, you know, waist-deep, Snow drifts and shit. That's right. Yeah, Maybe they are, are, we, are we gonna. I mean, are we gonna skip spring this year or something? I mean, <laughs> I like sundress yeah. season. I mean, can we get that started now or something? You know. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we're gonna start off with some bad news. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of bad news going on right now. But you are in a safe space, so we're not gonna talk about the other stuff. Because I know when people want to listen to us, they want to hear about the fun shit. That's what we're gonna do. We can talk about the fun shit, but we do have to get escapism. The, it's escapism, and we want it to be escapism because it's some. You go everywhere else, you're gonna hear fucked up shit, and you're gonna hear more fucked up shit later on. But right now, after we get this little part out the way, then we're gonna get to the fun shit. But we do have to pay respects for uh actor that just passed 
today of course if you hear this you're going to hear it he's going to pass yesterday uh r lee Embry. i did say that right right eli yeah okay for those that don't know that was basically the the drill sergeant in full metal jacket i if you don't know who that is stop this podcast right now cut yes. us off go find full metal jacket go watch that it's on netflix right now is it yes okay i didn't know that yeah matter of fact I mean, watch just the if, first like 30 minutes of it, it was like the first 30 minutes of, of it eli yeah where it's well just the first scene his monologue is classic his monologue <laughs> but his, his entire like his entire part maybe like the first third of full minute jacket I don't yeah know. it's like the hat yeah first half spoilers it's like the first half of the movie it's like because it's a movie's about vietnam and it's about these soldiers who go through boot camp then go through Vietnam, and he's the drill instructor who trains them in the Marines. Right, so. and honestly, his performance is one of the most memorable performances you'll ever see in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I been mean, parodied. That, that, that's to what made point. him a yeah. star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his because he mean, was he so was actually a quotes. real drill sergeant, right? Yeah, he was in Vietnam. Yeah, he was like uh, he was in um, Apocalypse Now. Actually, he had a he was like one of the helicopter pilots. Who directed uh, Apocalypse Now? That was Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. And Footmental Jacket was uh, Kubrick, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so making sure. All right. And, but it um, was, and yeah, if yeah. you haven't seen, yeah, Full Metal Jacket's like a rite of passage. It, it's right. Yeah. You, you are not allowed to listen to this podcast until you see Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> you are not a man until you see <laughs> exactly. Full Metal Jacket. I understand you want to hear some nerd shit right now. No, fuck that. Go watch Full Metal Jacket right now because that shit is awesome. That shit is epic. That shit is memorable. It will change your life when you watch it. Yeah, my dad was in the Marines and um, I saw it with him when it first came out and he's like, I mean, this is right around when Platoon, Oliver Stone's Platoon won an Academy Award um, and he was like, I like, he said he liked Full Metal Jacket better than Platoon. Because of the Marine Corps stuff, he said that was really accurate. Right. So it's almost <laughs> like like Armie Lee Emery wasn't even acting; he was just playing himself. But because it was so yeah. authentic, you're like, "Whoa, I've never seen that before," you know. And from what I understand, a lot of the stuff he did improv. I mean, he just made up <laughs> some of that dialogue. Yeah, I'm like, like who wrote this plot? stuff for him, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, such the most memorable quote movie quotes of all time. Now, the thing is, I'm not, I've, I've never been in the military. I'm not, you know, in the army, anything like that. But I was in the marching band. I know it's not quite the same thing, but. but so when was we, I. I was in a marching band. Okay. But when we were marching, we used to quote the same stuff they used to quote in Full Metal Jacket. So. Oh. <laughs> marching back to the field. So, it, it like I said, the movie is, is a game. Mama different. and Papa were lying in bed. Mama and Papa were lying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, but there was another. I, I, me personally, I thought it was another breakout performance he had. You may yeah. disagree with me on this, Eli, but I'm gonna say it was another breakout performance he had. That honestly, he stole another movie. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that's right. He was yeah. in the remakes. Yeah, he, he was in the yeah, remake. He, he he was in the yeah. remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. To me, he completely stole that movie. Like I know Leatherface was the bad guy. Got something to, to me, Arlie Embry was the one that stole that movie. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, he was good in that. 
<laughs> so yeah and plus if you hear him there's he does a lot of voiceovers and a lot of movies like that like you might not see him but his voice is so iconic you might see like you might hear his voice and stuff like that and he always used to just pop up yeah, like, every now and then and stuff you yeah know. toy story he was like the little army the green army men the yep. voice of the sergeant of the girl yeah yeah you'll recognize his voice yeah i think he was in one transformer like he wasn't in it but his voice in transformer like you know when the army was getting guns and shit like that and you could just hear him in the background get your guns get your ammo no it was x-men it was x-men he was in that's right okay yeah yeah i think i do remember that yeah like you hear his voice you're like that voice sound familiar as hell but then i look at credit it it was him yeah yeah so they didn't get a guy yeah he was in a lot of movies so from Full Metal Jacket on, he became like Full Metal Jacket was like the one that launched him. I mean, he had bit bit parts before that, but Full Metal Jacket launched his career. And yeah, he was in Seven and like yeah, so many movies. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I think Texas Ch- Chainsaw Massacre kind of you know reemerged him in the in people's minds too. Like it kind of gave him like a second career. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because they made a couple of those movies with him and know. he was yeah he was in both of them also the, oh, the first was good the yeah. second one kind of sucked but yeah he was still yeah, good in it I, so that's my opinion yeah but like i said rest in peace Arlie Embry. uh yeah so can we get to the fun stuff now yeah yeah well, well, let's get to the weird stuff now all right I, I know you people have been looking at tv and i know you see some fucked up shit but i do want to just talk about one thing that kind of you know relates to all of us and let's talk about facebook for a second you know let's talk about Mark Zuckerberg and the stuff he's going through and stuff like that. And Eli, did you get a chance to check out any of the the the, the trial he was on? You know, I yeah, I was actually watching it live um, for a while, and it was taking so damn long that I got bored. But yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I just watched like YouTube clips of it just quickly and just seeing what they were saying. And yeah, because I know they were saying it was like what fourteen hours, like the first day or some something. They were just asking just yeah. questions and questions, questions. And it was like just, stupid questions too, man. Like, and that's like, what's, what that's what saved him. What that's, is the internet? Like, right? and that's what say that's why <laughs> that's why you kind of understand that these like these senators and these congress stuff like that they're old. They don't understand yeah. how the internet works. That's why I keep asking them all these <laughs> stupid ass questions. And the funny thing about it is that the question was asking them like stuff that we could answer, like you and me could answer. But Zuckerberg was like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, you know. So he was just playing like, if you're gonna be dumb, I'm gonna play dumb, you know. You because you know the guy's smart, you know the guy's a genius. Yeah, but he's playing. I just up like to, the yeah. the one question that I thought was funny um, was when somebody asked him, like, "Do you think people should that people should trust their personal information with you instead of the government?" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> That's why I understand why somebody made like somebody made like one of those thug life videos of that. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's it's hilarious, man. And then they they're getting. But here's my thing about Facebook. I think they I think Facebook did get a little bit too big for its own good. I understand it started off with good intentions, but yes, it is like a major component of national security. Like. Some other company, I'm not going to name names because, like I said, we're not going to go that direction politically wise. But some companies could hack Facebook and get all of our information because all of us are on Facebook. So it could be yeah. very dangerous for all of us. Or if somebody is, and the thing is, they're saying that even when you delete your information, your information is still on there. Yeah. So that pic, you know, you sent, it's still out there. <laughs> delete it all you want to, doesn't <laughs> matter, you know. 
yeah. that's the funny thing about like, it because they say transaction. Yeah, that's a, yeah transactions through Facebook. It's like I've always been a little weary that and, i've never done that yeah and then think about it you know like i said we run our fan page and they're always you know sending us something to promote our page i'm like i'm not putting my money yeah. on there and give you that no yeah. boost your posts for three dollars like that. <laughs> right every five <laughs> minutes is another boost your post, post. No, the whole like, thing yeah. is a racket that's how and that's how they make their money you know that's why we can be on facebook like that but it's it's so much stuff and and it, my thing about Facebook is that it I think it did get a little bit bigger than what, you know, Zuckerberg expected to be. I didn't think he was going to be responsible for, you know, the private security of the civilians of America. Because, like I said, they could, you know, that's how we communicate with each other. That's how we talk to each other. And if something yeah. happens to Facebook, that would cause, you know, mass hysteria. You just can't cut us off like that right now because that's what we're used to. You know. Yeah. Like, how am I going to get hold? Like, yeah, when they when my my Facebook account got shut down over my racist redskin post <laughs> and then i couldn't get a hold of you i was like damn i had to join twitter to get a hold of you <laughs> right <laughs> but that's another thing about it it's funny that they're going at the facebook because they have this information but facebook is nothing when you look at google i mean think how much information we have on that yeah they know yeah, everything know. they've been around since 95 facebook been around since what oh eight oh nine or something like that so Google has way more information well, than Facebook does. And so it yeah. makes, yeah, yeah, it make, it make all our numbers, all our emails and everything. Uh, yeah. Like, like we're scared to put our information and numbers and credit card information on Facebook, but I guarantee you, we've all put information somewhere on Google that somebody can find. So yeah. I don't know. Like I said, Facebook's been hacked by what it was Cambridge Analytica or something like that. Yeah. 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 Or somebody. Yeah. They think somebody sold somebody the information or something. Yeah. It's yeah. It's don't, yes. don't ask us what happened. <laughs> yeah. Go watch CNN. Yeah. They know more about this stuff than we do. Like I said, we're not, we're not political <laughs> most of the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe say or, anything. or that, or that informed either. <laughs> right. We love to talk about stuff we don't know anything about, but that's the whole point of it. Uh, anything else we got to address before we move on to like the actual meat of the podcast? Uh, I'm good. Okay, cool. All right, so let's actually get into the fun stuff. Let's talk about, uh, first off, let's talk about the box office numbers. Like I said, we always love to talk about the box office numbers to see how they're fluctuating and moving from now. And number one, okay, Eli, give it to me. What you think number one was? Um, Rampage? I'll take a wild guess. Rampage. You Ding, ding, ding. You have the winner. That is the number one. Uh, it was close. It was close. Rampage was number one, but number two was The Quiet Place. So it was it was close. It was only by okay. two million. It was separate. Uh, number three was Truth or Dare. Uh, they say it's like some kind of scary young adult, yeah. whatever. Yeah, one of the shitty, shitty kitty horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, but those movies always make money. So and they cost nothing to make. So uh, number four, Ready Player One. Still haven't seen that yet, but still hearing rave reviews about it. So that's a good thing. Uh, number five is Blockers. Blockers still hanging in there. Uh, notice the movie that I didn't name was Black Panther, which is number six. So seems like Black oh. Panther, yeah, look like it's coming to, you know, it's getting ready to wind down a little bit. Still putting in some numbers, but like it's getting ready to wind down. Uh, number seven, Isle of Dogs. Number eight, I Can Only Imagine. Number nine, Tyler Perry's Acrimony. And number 10, Chicka Picket, Why did Quicket? I don't know. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that. that Take Kenny to kill that girl movie. Um, let's go back to Rampage. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't see it. 
I'm pretty sure you didn't see it. If you did, you would have said something about it. Oh, yeah, um, I, I would like to see it, but you know, I have I haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> yeah, let me look at something real quick because, like I said, the 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 critics, of course, are trashing the movie because, like I said, it's a it's a video game movie, so of course they're gonna trash it. But I've heard some people that have actually seen the movie, and they said they like the movie. But they said the way they like the movie, it's kind of like a critic-proof movie. Like, they, they admit the movie is dumb. The movie doesn't make any sense, but it's just a fun movie. It's a giant movie. monster movie. It's a fucking, uh, it's a kaiju movie, you know, with The Rock. Yeah. Exactly, with The Rock. Okay, I'm gonna, here's the numbers that I have now. Now, Rotten Tomato score, critic score of Rampage is 50%, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the audience score is 80 so okay. it's like I said, it's a huge jump we're looking at right there. And like I said, the artist score, you're looking at it's like over a thousand uh no, I'm sorry, three thousand, three thousand uh user reviews on there. So you get you're getting that disconnect again. You're getting that disconnect between the critics and the audience. Like I said, Rampage is not a movie the critics are gonna like because like I said, things that they look for like pacing and cinematography, you know, shit like that. That's not but performances right you know <laughs> so they can't they can't sit there and just shut their brain up and have fun with this movie but look the audience is the ones that that are seeing the movie and like i said it's number one like they're having fun like now the thing about movies is that you really don't know about movies uh, uh how a movie performs until you see the second week the first week is nothing the first week is just how how, how good has the movie been hyped that's all it is if the movie is good then the second week will tell you whether or not how how the audience performs for it and it seems so far that the audiences are liking uh, Rampage. Funny thing about it is that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, whatever you want to call him, thing like that, he went on Twitter and said, as of right, you know, he went on the Rotten Tomato score, even though the Rotten Tomato score is at 50%, believe it or not, 50% is the highest Rotten Tomato score for a video game movie. So, okay. yeah. So he went on bragging saying, yes, Rotten Tomato score. This is the best video game movie ever made. And trust me, I know because I was in Doom and that movie was garbage, you know. And then. <laughs> well, Doom, he was right about that. <laughs> right. But then Doom replied him like Dwayne, you know, because just to let them know that they saw the tweet, you know, <laughs> I didn't have a problem with Doom. I didn't like, you know, the first person part. Of, I thought that was entertaining. Like when he did the first person part of Doom. So, I don't know. That was just me. That was probably the, yeah, probably the most memorable part of the movie. I mean, it was a generic <laughs> movie. It was a ripoff. What did the movie remind me of? Oh, Alien. Yeah. I mean, that's what the video game was, was Alien. So, I, I thought it was fun much, for, yeah. for what it was. But I didn't think it was a bad movie. It was, it no, it was a bad movie. But it was, I was entertained by it. And, and I keep hearing this, uh, people saying, like, we talked about this last week. People saying the best video game movie. What about Mortal Kombat? What about Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat sucked. Stop bringing up Mortal Kombat. It was a bad movie. Now, was it an entertaining bad movie? Yes, you could say it was an entertaining bad movie. Did it have a catchy soundtrack? Yes, a catchy soundtrack does not make a good movie. I, I will go on the record and say part two was better. <laughs> I didn't have a problem. Part- Here's my thing. I didn't have a problem part two. I thought part two and part one were really on the same level. I didn't really see that much different. Yeah, I thought tra- the second one had better, like, yeah. I thought the second one had better fight scenes, you know, as far as choreography, you know. I, I thought they were what and what. I thought they were, like, on the same level, but people kept making, oh, part two was trash. Part two was terrible. I'm like, what was so bad about what was so part? What was so good about part one and so bad about part two when they were almost the same movie? I, that's the part that I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I keep getting it. I keep hearing about this mob mentality. 
Like people just hear something and then they just repeat it whether they believe it or not. It didn't make any sense. Oh, they heard Mortal Kombat was a good movie. So it was a good movie. Mortal Kombat sucked. Sorry. Mortal Kombat 2 sucked. Sorry. I'm sorry, Eli. <laughs> but <laughs> it they did were... suck, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, you know? I think they suck equally. I didn't mean it didn't seem like Mortal Kombat was some classic. You know, it was not a classic. It was not a good movie then, you know. Yeah. But like I said, you get into this mob mentality. People just start pairing and start, you know, repeating the same stuff. Like, look, you, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Like what you just said, The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. people have gotten in their minds it's a bad movie, so they're just going to repeat it's a bad movie. But when you ask them why it's a bad movie, they can't give you a reason why it's a bad movie. Oh, because oh, Luke, 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 Luke's Luke didn't go Super Saiyan, you know, with some shit, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Ray wasn't a Snoke or whatever, some shit. Some stupid yeah. shit. No, that's, that's not why. It's just a bad movie. Right. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't like it because Luke died. I like it because it's just not a good movie. You know, after <laughs> fucking all the prequels and all this other shit. Like. <laughs> right. But this is where they draw the line in the sand. This one. Not Jar Jar yeah. Binks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Vader going, nothing. no. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they could yeah that was that was cool but all of a sudden yeah they can't handle yeah Leia using the force also <laughs> <laughs> this no, it's a... just it's just a bad it's just long and boring like shit Revenge of the Sith have you watched that lately I can't make it through <laughs> without falling asleep right <laughs> but people like to just try Attack of the Clones <laughs> right I mean all of those prequel movies I'm gonna give you another example now I'm gonna just pop unpopular opinion Eli but I'm gonna give you another example Justice League. Now, yeah. look, I, we, I, I, we 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 review just like I'm not I'm not saying just League's the greatest movie of all time. It's not. I'm not even saying it's a great movie. <laughs> but I'm saying honestly, with my honest opinion, it is not a bad movie. You watch the movie, you yeah. will be entertained. It's entertaining. That's all it is. It's not yeah. Avengers, it's not Civil War, you know, any shit like that. It's just you watch it be like, okay. The Dark Knight. It's not, it's not, it, it's not that. It's not that. But it's not a bad movie. It was not trash. It was not terrible. But people have gotten in their minds that it's a terrible movie. You know, because they're seeing that, you know, it had the low box office ratings and Zack Snyder was fired and hitting all this bad press and Ben Affleck is alcoholic and grabbed the titties and shit like that. So in their mind, you know, it's a bad movie, but if you watch the movie, it's not a bad movie, but you can't, but public perception is everything. You know, if the movie perceives you bad and everybody else is going to just say it's bad too, just going to go with it. Some people are saying it's bad, haven't even seen the movie. You know, oh, I, I heard it sucked. You know. Yeah. So just watch the movie and be entertained. Did you see that, that clip that I had floating around, Eli? Which one? The Wonder Woman versus Steppenwolf? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, anyway, I had a clip of Wonder Woman versus Steppenwolf. And, you know, I, and I posted, I was like, you know, what's so bad about this thing? Like, I had the clip of a Wonder Woman was fighting Steppenwolf, you know, in that tunnel scene and stuff like that. You were like, yeah, well, that scene was awesome, but the rest of the movie sucked. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't choose sides like that. So that, 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 that being said, I think that pretty much be the only thing, good thing we're going to say about DC, even though that really wasn't good for the rest of this podcast. Oh, you know what? I want to say one more good thing about DC. DC actually did one extra good thing. Oh, yeah? Uh... Well, not DC, but I'm going to give credit for it anyway. Zachary Levi. Okay. Zachary Levi. Do you ever follow the Instagram page? Uh, I don't even have Instagram, though. <sighs> You're too. killing me, Eli. <laughs> don't have Twitter. <laughs> don't have Instagram. <laughs> I got a Twitter now. 
Oh, now you got me, a Twitter because they, they kicked you off Facebook. <laughs> How to get a hold of you? you like, I follow you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm probably on Twitter more than I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like the only person still left on Twitter. But yeah, it's, it's fun to look for stuff like I that. Know, I don't know what to do on Twitter. I'm like, okay, I just like read shit. I'm like, I read all the shit on Facebook. So what's the Okay, like, here's the I thing. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm okay, kidding. here's the thing on Twitter. This is why I like Twitter better than Facebook. <laughs> give me, give me the, the Twitter for dummies. Okay, I'm gonna give you the, the Twitter for dummies. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sell you all on Twitter because I know Twitter was was popular in 2012 and everybody just left it and that was it. The reason I follow Twitter because Twitter it does seem like information hits Twitter before it hits Facebook first. So I like to get a hold of Facebook, a hold to get of Twitter. And plus, like I said, you know, when I've been talking to all these celebrities and, you know, these comic book guys and the inside interests like that, they're way more likely to respond to me on Twitter than on anything else. If I, you know, message these guys on Facebook, they'll ignore me and everything else. But if I mess them on Twitter, I have a better chance of them responding to me. You know, I, I'll go back and forth with oh, them. So they'll actually respond. Yeah, they'll sure. respond to you on Twitter because it's not as many so people. Saying like, 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 yeah, like I'm friend, like I'm friends with like a porn star right. on Facebook. That's never gonna, that never's gonna answer me. But like, if I get you know, right on Twitter, with, you might have a shot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You want to talk your favorite porn star? Talk to her on Twitter. So, but that that's my thing. And and just, just the information flow of it. I, like I said, I, I do think the information hits Twitter before it hits Facebook. A lot of celebrities like to go on, on Twitter first and say stuff. And then it goes to Facebook and hit big. So I like to, I just like to get ahead of the information first. That's what I like about it. Uh, if fa- Twitter is not, you know, user friendly, like, you know, like talking back and forth to you or talking to my friends like that. Twitter isn't as friendly as that is like with Facebook, but it is when you want to just talk to or or even this uh, another reason i follow i'm on twitter because twitter is easy to you know cipher information that you want to get to for instance okay uh black panther was out right Black Panther was out so i can just do a search of black panther and just get a you know a synopsis of what people think about black panther you know what they're saying about black panther uh and you might get some good stuff might get some bad stuff but it's more condensed and it's more and it's not just your friends you're listening to it's everybody you know, everybody's out there just tweeting. Or if you're watching a TV show, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and shit like that, you're tweeting in real time. You can see what everybody is saying about it at, at the same time. So it's like some some big message form that everybody's there. So that's that's why I like it. You know, it's cool. So Bye. Facebook, Twitter, different. Instagram, I can't fool Instagram. But I was talking about Instagram, wasn't I? Okay. Now, here's why people get on Instagram. Because of Zachary so Levi. You said what now? <laughs> because so they don't have to type anything. That's one thing. Because yeah, because this here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to break down social media for you, Eli. Facebook is for old people. Yeah, I gathered that. We're old, so Instagram is for Instagram, Snapchat. That's for the younger generation. Most of them actually don't even have Facebook. They the reason they don't have Facebook because they know their moms and their dads and their their aunts have Facebook, so they don't want to be on there with them. So they like to be on Instagram, so they can and Snapchat, so they can talk to each other. But and and, and there's another reason on Instagram also and Snapchat because, like I said, it's nothing but pictures, nothing but talking. And Zachary Eli decided to take advantage of that because he decided to take a picture of his shirt off on Instagram, and you know just to show so show off. Shazam bod. You're right. Show off his Shazam bod. You know, so he had like a before and after pic. You know, he had one pic, you know, he had like the bird chest and he was all skinny and shit like that. But then he showed the new pic and he was all tanned and okay, he like he had, you know, you know, 
<laughs> I'm trying accentuated, to say accentuated pecs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the best way to say this, but yeah, you you said it. So. <laughs> without uh, saying he's hot, the best way to say without he's hot without saying he's hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> The best way to say that, I'm trying to find the words to say that, but basically, yeah, you, you took the words out of my mouth. So some people still complain. They were like, oh, well, he's still not big. Okay, so he's not John Cena size. No, he wasn't that. He's not even Henry Cavill size, you know. But compared to what he was, yes, it's an improvement, you know. Like I said, I'm heterosexual. I'm straight. I'm just saying the guy, you know. What I'm trying to say? I'm not going to say it. He's hot. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's hot, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, tomorrow will be Monday, right? So Taylor, yo, yay, that's Eli's man, Chris Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's the thing. It's, it's funny that Zachary Eli Levi is going through all this stuff and people are, you know, you can almost say people were body shaming him, you know, but why is it okay? People, yeah, but why is it okay for people to do it with him? But when you do it with Gal Gadot, you know, when people saying all that crazy shit, people were saying this and that and saying you shouldn't do that. Like, why can't, you know, why can't we as fans just admit, okay, this character didn't look like that character, the character didn't look like that character? Like, why is it okay for us to body shame Zachary Eli, but not body shame Gal Gadot? Not say, you know, we should body shame either one of them, but why is it, it's okay for one area and not okay for the other? Like, because nobody came to Zachary Le Levi's defense saying, oh, you shouldn't body shame, you know. <laughs> I don't know. That's my thing. But can we move up to the fuck up that DC did? What did they do now? Okay. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure all the fans have seen this. Uh, apparently, some photos of the new Titans live action show has been leaked. And oh, yeah. yeah, and the photos that were leaked were not flattering for anybody. There were photos of basic three characters, photos of uh, Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire. And none of them looked comic accurate at all. Oh, and there was a, a picture of uh, Dick Grayson also. But he just looked like random white dude. So it's like, whatever. I think he was drinking coffee or something like <laughs> here. But the other ones, yeah, everybody got upset about them, and and it would it came to be a pretty big deal. People were lashing insults. They got to the point that the Starfire actress actually came out and and she posted on Instagram. <laughs> she wasn't naked or anything like Zachary Levi, but you know, but she decided to post on Instagram, making this long post about basically saying that the stuff that people were saying about her wasn't cool. There was a bunch of racist. There was a bunch of bigots. And like I said, we know how the internet works. You know. There's probably some people that just took it too far, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, whenever somebody says take it too far and you got these other people over here saying, well, I'm not just because I don't like it doesn't mean I'm racist. Nobody was calling you racist. <laughs> it's OK if you're not to like it and say you're not racist. She wasn't even talking to you. If the shoe fits, wear it. She was talking about the real assholes that were saying racist shit. You know, racist shit when you hear racist shit. <laughs> yeah. And so that's who she was addressing, not oh, well, that, that, well, racist for race, racist. That's like the that's like the n word for white folks. Like right. you, you can't you can't offend white folks unless you call them racist. You know? <laughs> right. Like the last you know? thing you can do is say racist. Like yeah, I'm you can call racist. Them, yeah, you can call them cracker or honky or mayonnaise monkey all you want. They're, 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 I've they're never heard the last off. one. <laughs> <laughs> they'll laugh it off, but if you call them racist. That's when they get all bent out of shape and start like they get pissed off and they act like somebody shot their kid and got away with it. <laughs> you call me a racist? <laughs> oh, like wow! This so that that's my whole thing about that. No, it's it's not racist if you don't like it because I'm gonna be honest with you. 
Uh, now look, like I'm gonna say something about you know the whole casting thing like that, but I have no problem with the actress. Like I said, I think I seen her one thing. She was in the 24 series. She, you know, when they changed everybody black on the show, and she was the girlfriend on there. She was cool, cool actress, stuff like that. I had no problem with her as an actress. However, I think she was miscast. Period. I'm just gonna say that. Now, I'm not going to say I can get away with that because I'm black, so I can say she shouldn't play that as black. No, I'm just saying for this role, she was miscast. And people saying, well, how are you going you gonna to find an orange character? Find me an orange actress. You don't have to find an orange actress. In my mind, I always thought Starfire was always like this racially ambiguous, you know, light-skinned, biracial, maybe Afro-Latina, you know, maybe Hispanic, you know, something on that line, you know, tan-colored. That's what I was thinking about uh, Starfire. So I'm thinking you could just find you a, 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 a actress that you know, I'm gonna throw out a name, Zendaya. Get Zendaya, you know, get her a red wig, give her green contacts, and call it a day. You got Starfire. I, I think Starfire honestly was probably the easiest casting you could have made on there. But they, for some reason, they made it the hardest. Like, why would you do that? Why would you just go so no. left field out there that people don't even know what the hell you're doing? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm, fuck it. I'm gonna be that guy that just takes offense and say, why the black person gotta be an alien again? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say that that was the whole reason with Starfire to begin with. Like, everybody was white, 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 and Starfire, not saying she was black, but she definitely wasn't white. <laughs> so, and then, like I like said, science fiction, fantasy, they're always doing this shit. Chewbacca, you could say Chewbacca maybe was a different race or something like that. Like, everybody was white and he was there. So, uh, but yeah, they, they, I don't know this. Uh, that's okay. Like I said, if you have a problem with the character, you can say you have a problem with the character and not be racist. But if you say racist shit, then you have a problem. But I do feel like that people are centering in on Starfire a little too much and not saying anything about the other character because the other ones look like shit too. Yeah, that's the issue I have. That's the issue I have. Like, spread the blame around. Don't just center in on one person. Because that makes me go, okay, that does seem kind of racist. You know, when you just center on one person. <laughs> That's just me. When you got, you know, Beast Boy and Raven, like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? You know, <laughs> they all look like shit. Yeah, you know, just sit on center on one person. They all look like shit. So that makes me really not want to watch the show. I'm just like, nah, this show looks like shit. I have no problem with that. And then you got these other people like, well, maybe you should just wait for the show to come out and then judge yourself. Like, no, I don't have to do that. The point of the show is to sell me on the show. If it looks like shit, I don't have to watch this shit. I'm not obligated to watch Teen Titans. I don't owe Teen Titans anything. If it's a shit show, it's a shit show. And my life will go on. I don't have to watch this shit. I don't have to talk about it on this podcast. <laughs> you, we, we got so much other shit to talk about. We don't have to talk about Teen Titans. Yeah. yeah so that's how I feel about that. It's so. Now, what is, is this? Is this supposed to be on? It's not on C. It's not a CW show, right? It's not a CW show. However, it is made by the same team that it's is made making by Berlanti. It's made by Berlanti, though, right? It's yeah. made by Berlanti. Jeff Johns has yeah. his hands in it. So that, that kind of makes me wonder, too, because, like I said, you got the same CW hands on the show, but, like, but and, it's, and for the most part of CW shows, they land. They take yeah. liberties, but, you know, they keep the, the core of the character. In it. Like, like, okay, Green Arrow doesn't act like Green Arrow, but, you know, 
they made some changes, but it made sense for what they were doing. So it's kind of weird for that team, or like Black Lightning and stuff like that. So it's weird for that same team to miss the mark this bad with Teen Titans. Because, all right, we, we all know Inhumans like the worst shit ever, right? So... <laughs> But we that's what saw, I hear. Right. That's what I hear. Fuck well, you, that show. You didn't watch it, but uh, trust me, that show was fucking terrible. <laughs> like, you thought Iron Fist was bad. No, Inhumans took it to a whole nother level. So, Inhumans, like, set the bar. When you talk about shit TV shows, Inhumans is it. Everybody just completely agree with that. But from what I'm seeing, from what Teen Titans is doing right now, it's like Teen Titans, is like, no, nah, hold my beer. <laughs> Inhumans, no, we can do worse than that. <laughs> so, like, they're trying to be the new low. And I'm thinking, like, if Greg Berlanti can make all these good shows over here, there's no way that Teen Titans can be this bad. So, yeah, I'm going to wait for the trailer, the trailer. But I, I don't see how they can make Starfire work. Because, like I said, I feel like she was miscast to begin with. And now you got those other folks saying, well, don't worry, they'll fix it with CGI. They're not going to fix this shit with CGI. First off, we're talking about DC. Have you seen their CGI in their movies? And you think they're going to fix that shit on a TV show with a TV show budget? Fuck out of here. That shit's not going to happen. And they're not going to paint her gold. They're going to paint her gold. They would have got another actress to begin with. Or she would have been gold in the picture that we saw. So, <laughs> like I said, this, this looks like a tragedy waiting to happen. This show looks like it's going to be complete ass. And I don't know how they plan to fix it. Now, maybe if the trailer comes out... And I'm sold on the trailer. I will completely admit it. I will say, hey, I was wrong. I was too hasty on this. But if the show looks bad, I'm not, I mean, if the trailer looks bad, I'm not going to mention it. We're just going to just skip past the shit, just move on to something else. And so. Because yeah. I never gave a fuck about Teen Titans anyway. I never read that shit. Teen Titans go fucking suck. Fuck Teen Titans. I don't care. <laughs> the show is just some other read, shit. I've been reading the, te- the latest Teen Titans run. I was like, Which one? Have you, read, have you read Titans or Teen Titans? No, Titans. I'm, re- I'm reading like Starfire and Beast Boy and all that shit and, and Damien's the leader and shit. They got Aqualad and Kid Flash. And... Okay, because I know yeah, one yeah, team got a white it's, Wally it's, and the other team got a black Wally. Attempt, it's my lame attempt to be in touch with today's youth. It's written by like some 40-year-old dude though. <laughs> Trying to write for teenagers. <laughs> Hello, young youths. <laughs> So yeah. I don't know. We can move past that. Uh, shit. I guess we already at the video game section. All right. Yeah, let's talk about the video game section. Like we actually have, I guess, some stuff we can talk about in the video game section that's pretty popular. We have actually some... stuff that I I can contribute this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You usually when I talk in the video game section, you usually like fall asleep, go smoke a cigarette or some shit. But now you actually, you know, gonna participate in the conversation. So, so yeah, let's go with it. First thing we're gonna talk about is for those that don't know, there is this uh, guy named Billy Mitchell. Um. Uh, Eli, I'm going to let you take over this because I know you know more about this than I do. Okay, yeah. Billy Mitchell, he is a, a uh, one of the first uh, celebrity gamers. He kind of made his name scoring the highest scores on the classic arcade video games back in the early 80s. Um, games like Cat, Pac-Man, Centipede, the old coin-operated video For those games. that don't know what an arcade um, is. He broke the record. Yeah. For those yeah. who don't know what an arcade is, they used to have yeah. these these yeah. areas in the mall. And if you know what a mall is, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you go Google that shit. And used to put a quarter in, and that's how you used yep. to you know play. So. That and that's how you played Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you had to put a quarter into. 
you to actually leave the house <laughs> to yeah, go to a place <laughs> to play yeah, video games. Or, yeah. and, Talk and to your friends good. in person. <laughs> yeah, without cheat codes or 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 down or uh, DLCs or shit or you know or microtransactions. You had to sit, go to the arcade, mm-hmm. and play your game on the spot. And standing get that up. good right there. Standing up. <laughs> no pausing. Right. No saves. <laughs> but With anyways, other guys um, standing behind you waiting for you to yeah. die so they can play next. Yeah. So they can get next. Yeah, they got next. Um but uh so Billy Mitchell, he was one of the old uh he broke the record. He was like in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the highest scores in a bunch of the games, most notably Donkey Kong which is considered to be one of the hardest video games ever to play. And not many people have reached the end of the game. Now, back then, when you beat a game, you didn't go to credits. No, the, the, the information in the circuit board would just run out. And when you reached that far, they called it the kill screen, where the game would automatically just shut down. That's how good he was. He could reach the end and the game would just shut down because there was no more information in the, in, the, in the memory. So um, he was one of the first people to reach a million points on Donkey Kong. And about 10 years ago, they actually made a documentary called King of Kong. It's actually a very good movie, uh, very well made. Uh, and if you're a retro game or if you're, in, if you're into retro anything, you know, uh, check it out. It's a really good movie Well, where, where um, this guy basically was trying to beat Billy Mitchell's record. And he was, his name was Steve Wiebe. He was like some school teacher from like Seattle. And he had his own uh, Donkey Kong machine in his garage. And he would basically set up a video camera on the video, on the video game screen and just basically play, uh, play the game. And it takes, it takes like three, four hours to get to the end. And um, so he submitted his score. He was in the next guy to reach a million. Um, and the documentary is about that. Um, it just how now it's just been released that Billy Mitchell, his score is now in dispute, that they did some investigations into it. And they're basically saying that he didn't beat Donkey Kong on an original Donkey Kong machine that he used an emulator some sort of copied software um so basically his score is not official and that he's no longer the record holder and the title now goes to steve Wiebe, the other guy um now people might think that's not that big of a deal but the thing about billy mitchell is he's kind of a douchebag and he always prided himself and bragged that you have to get the highest score. You have to do it live in person. You have to do it, you know, on an original Donkey Kong machine. It can't be some refabricated, you know, software. You have to do it on the original circuit or the the original game, basically. Right. So he was always a braggart about that. So if this comes out that he's been lying this whole time, then yeah, it kind of shatters his whole legacy. So basically, Twin Galaxies, the, the this this uh, company that keeps records of all the highest score holders, um, they basically yeah they they disqualified him and he's reportedly banned for life um, from ever competing in wow, video so games. This is, this is some Pete Rose shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> and since then, he's actually released a statement. He actually, there's a video uh, on YouTube where he's saying, oh, I've been investigated my whole life. This is just the same old crap happening for the past 30 years. And once again, we'll prove it and again and blah, 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 blah. But from what they're saying, like, they're watching the videos of his of his tape because you have to send in footage of you playing the game. Right. They're saying the the movements, some of the movements on that the the graphics make aren't from an original Donkey Kong uh, game. That it has to be some sort of emulator. So he's not using an original Donkey Kong game. That's so. that's really some bullshit there. So this guy made a documentary, got paid off the documentary, probably made money off all kind of endorsements. Yeah, his, really whole do this I mean, he, his yeah. whole life, right? Yeah, and his, didn't his do this shit. Shape. Meanwhile, yeah. the guy that really did this shit, nobody even knows his name. Like we, everybody knows Billy Mitchell. Well, not everybody, but you know Billy Mitchell. Yeah. But nobody even knows the other guy, and he's the yeah. one that really has the record. Yeah, and he's actually Dave. Uh, back when G Four, for those who remember G Four, that old TV show, um, they actually had a. Uh, an attempt where Steve Wiebe was going to attempt the, the, the Donkey Kong a million on live TV, but he didn't make it on live TV on that time. They, they were broadcasting it live one time. He didn't make it though. So, wow. but he has, he has though, he has made a million, just not, not a live performance. Of it. So. That's really, I mean, because the thing is, even if they take away the score, you can't give them that time back. You can't. Yeah. Oh man. That's, that's, that sucks. You, you think people would, you know, when they get to that point and they pride themselves on the stuff, you think they would have some kind of honor about themselves. But like you said, the guy was a douchebag to begin with. So, yeah. I hate that that happened. A, yeah, yeah. King of Kong. Check it out. It's it's a good movie. You know? <laughs> I'm, I, it's not on Netflix, is it? I'll probably check it out later on if it is on Netflix. but Or YouTube. I'm sure. Try to see if it's on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the whole like, thing is on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. So. So, yeah, that sucks. Uh, next thing we can move on, we can talk about uh, God of War. Like I said, what's the day? The 15th, 16th, something like that. God of War comes out on 420. So some of you gamers that like to participate in some other activities, you're going to have a good day, you know. <laughs> uh, and not only that, but the CEO of Xbox, Phil Spencer, oh, well, not Microsoft, but Xbox, uh, Phil Spencer actually congratulated God of War because God of War has been getting like tens out of tens and perfect scores left and right from pretty much every single site they've been saying, you know, it's going to be this great game stuff like that. And you like, here's the thing. I, I, I love the God of War games and I've played yeah, all of them. I've, actually, I've, I've played a few. I mean, yeah, I thought they were fun too. Yeah. And, and plus this game is also based in North mythology. So the other one games was in Greek mythology. This is in North. And like I said, if you're a comic reader, you love North mythology. It's like, it's a must, you know, yeah, yeah, so I'm curious to see with that, but at the same time, I'm kind of wondering about the game because I'm, it it's looked like it's taking a different, you know, gameplay direction. It looked like it looked like it's too different from the other games I played before. It's making me kind of nervous, so I'm gonna wait till I see some some twitching because I don't have a PS4. I don't have PS4 at all, and I was actually waiting to get a PS4 for either God of War or Spider-Man when it comes out. But I gotta wait to see what they do with this game before I make sold on them because here's what I'm scared of. I'm scared they're going to do it like another Uncharted. Now, here, here's what, let me let me uh, finish what I'm going to say with that. Now, Uncharted is also a game to get 10s out of 10s and perfect scores and all that crap and shit like that. Here's the thing. Uncharted is damn near nothing but cutscenes. So, it's plenty of action. <laughs> graphics are perfect. You know, the voice acting in schools like that. When you're actually playing the game, 
the game is kind of boring sometimes the the platforming fucking sucks uh you rock climbing and you're jumping and shit for like hours and hours and hours on end uh you got bad stealth mechanics so the game really doesn't play up to par like other games should the game is very linear you can't build your character up in the game you can't make them look any different uh you can't customize his weapon like that so it's a very simple ass game it's basically like it's a movie that has gameplay parts in it every now and then so and i'm like you giving that shit a perfect score how are you gonna give it a perfect score with a game that you just play straight through and then when you're done that's it the the multiplayer's ass i don't give a shit about that you know because there's other better multiplayer games i think you're playing you be playing battlefield you're playing call of duty you could be playing uh star wars battlefront uncharted is nothing like those games you know nah i don't think so so you keep giving these games perfect scores when it's straight you know straightforward and i'm wondering if they're doing the same shit with god of war which is going to be just some long ass movie where you just barely play and then you do play the com the combat uh is half ass where you know it's easy as fuck you just play through you don't give you any challenge whatsoever you know i don't want that i want an actual game i'm not and that's why i don't trust these sites i don't trust any of these sites like ign and GameSpot because we know they're paid off you know if yeah. you know if sony wants a good game or game enforcement game inform is owned by gamestop so of course you know they're gonna put a perfect score for every game they know they want to sell the whole thing is just promotion that's all it is so i can't trust any of them this is why i'm waiting for the game to get in their hands of of regular people and to see what they say because like i said i think if you want to get the source of anything like movies and games and comic books, go to the little guys. Go see what they say. Go to the guys that are not paid off or have corporate sponsors or anything like that. Like comic book reviews. You want to get a comic review? Listen to us. You know. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> we're gonna we'll give you, you we're up. gonna give it to you unfiltered. <laughs> we're gonna tell you exactly what the fuck you need to know from the comic book. We're not gonna sugarcoat shit, <laughs> you know. I know <laughs> Al Ewan is probably listening to this podcast. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if we don't like your shit, we're gonna tell you. <laughs> Yeah, you too, Gail Simone. Oh, just <laughs> whoa, wait. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> but that's my whole thing. Like I said, you want to listen to the to the little guys. Listen to the watch tip streamers and, and see what they're saying. Sometimes don't pay too much attention to these big guys like I just like that. Because a lot of times they will just play half a game and just slap a perfect score and call it a day. They slap the perfect score on uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, and the game wasn't even finished. The guy that made the game was fired halfway through the game. So how are you going to give it a perfect score? Can't trust him. That's all I'm saying. So let me say, are we done with the video game section? I got nothing else with that. So You can't be, yeah. Okay, we're done with that. <laughs> now we can talk about the part that pays the bills, the part that you can't listen to. We're going to talk about some comics because we read a few comics, not a whole bunch, but read a few. Now, I'll be honest with you, this week in comic books was kind of eh, iffy. So kind of bear with us. We're going to try to breeze through it. But next week is going to be some good shit. But this week we're going to talk about stuff. And you like, guess I can go first? Sure. Okay. What do I want to talk about first? I read that, 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 that. Okay. Let's talk about Domino number one. <laughs> let's, 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 just, let's just dive okay. into this thing. Well, I, I, yeah. I did read this, yes. Yeah, we can like, both. We can both talk about it. We, like I said, we, we, it's a book we both read. And I had a feeling you were going to read it too, but I went ahead and read it anyway just to kind of, that we can kind of compare notes. And like I said, I'm going to give a quick synopsis of Domino 1 who haven't read it. Uh, but it seemed to be a very popular book, so we'll see how it did. Uh, basically, how Domino starts off is that it's the beginning. She is the morning time. Uh, she has this new little peppy, uh, a puppy 
puppy bulldog <laughs> with you know little birthday bow on him. And I guess she like her. She said, "Oh, this was I guess this is one of my best birthdays ever." And she like I don't know. If she want to keep the dog. She like don't give me that face, dog. I'm not gonna like you and the dogs. Give me the puppy dog guy stuff like that. She like she starts hugging the dog. You're like, okay, but if you do any wrong thing, you're gone. And then the first thing to do, the dog pisses on her. So then they cut back 15 hours before that. And she's in Canada uh, with her sidekick. I guess her name, what was her name, Eli? Uh, Out Outlaw? Outlaw? Some shit? Outlaw. 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 Yeah, she's a mutant too or something. So they're both uh, on this investigation. They're trying to find out who's kidnapping these these guys that are stealing trees. I didn't know tr still tree stealing was a thing. But anyway, they go down and they find this guy that's kidnapped. So Domino decides to just go down there because she's Domino. She knows if she's getting in any serious trouble or life threatening trouble, her power's going to kick in and save her. You know, so she goes down there anyway. Yeah. And then she goes for the guy that's been tied up. And he says, I got a present for you. And she reaches in, and he reaches in and she just, uh, he hands her some dominoes. He's like, what? Fuck? But if you do that, the the hostage turns into this huge-ass big furry monster. And she's like, what the hell? And then when he turns to the monster, the other guy starts shooting and shit like that. Outlaw comes down. Both her and, and, and Domino take out the guys as quick as possible. And then she puts a gun on the big furry monster. He was like, uh-uh, don't do it. And then the, the monster just stops and actually turns back into a regular guy. You know, you're like, don't shoot yeah. me. I'm good. And and then uh, when I only that, then down the hill comes uh, their third partner. Their third partner is Diamondback. Now, for those who don't know who Diamondback is, this is not Diamondback from Luke Cage, even though he's back. But we're not talking about that. That one. We're talking about uh, Captain America's ex bad guy girlfriend from the 90s. So she's back. She's cool. So she's friend with Domino like that because, you know, she's a mercenary and shit like that. And then. The uh the guy that turns back into a monster like that, he was like, You all, you you all are not mutants. You're supermodels, you're celebrities. I'm a mutant. I can't walk around looking like a supermodel because I turn into a big monster that I can't control and stuff like that. So Domino starts feeling bad about him and she brings him back with him. She was like, Well, he didn't attack me or anything like that. So she comes back with him. So they get dressed up because it's Domino's birthday, and they were gonna go out on night in the town in San Francisco. But uh, before they go up to the top floor of this building, surprise, it's a birthday party. They got a whole bunch of shitload of X-Men in there, uh, a bunch of Domino's ex-boyfriends in there. Because I think uh, apparently she has this thing for, for big dudes. And when we mean big dudes, like large dudes, like Colossus and shit like that. She's just like big dudes. So she's yeah. there. And Warpath. She's fucking it, Warpath right now. That makes <laughs> sense. She Like you said, she has a type. <laughs> because <laughs> warpath is some big brolic brolic motherfucker also so and so deadpool shows up deadpool is at the party also she's like i was gonna get air supply cover band but they only had air supply <laughs> so i said fuck that so i got your favorite uh your other favorite band and it's dazzler dazzler there singing her hit song never walk alone or some shit and she starts shooting fireworks in the air and stuff like that i guess she was singing this k perry song fireworks i don't know whatever so is that what that was I, I was know. wondering. I was like, I was reading the lyrics. I was like, I don't recognize these lyrics. Are they? I think are they, this, is this an air supply song? I don't think it was an air supply song. <laughs> I don't think it's a Katy Perry song. But it would have made sense if it was a Katy Perry song. She's gonna do fireworks and shit. That's my thing. I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, while Domino, you know, was at the party enjoying it, so she started getting these like massive headaches and shit like that. So you know, she uh, starts drinking at first, and then she once she was drinking, she started saying fucked up shit to all her ex boyfriends and shit. You know, like Colossus. Oh, you married Kitty Kitty Pryde, huh? Well, I guess it must be nice to marry somebody with a normal face, huh? You know, so they decide to uh, take away from the party. Diamondback decides to have a lay down and then show her her birthday present. The birthday present was the little puppy dog we saw first. And the puppy dog's name is Pip. 
Pippa apparently is what you call the dots on the domino, I guess. I don't know. Some shit. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. I never heard it I before. I thought they were referring to... I, refer, I thought they were referring to Pip the Troll, but I don't know. I don't but know. I, I guess that's what... Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. So, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I guess it's a thing. So anyway, Domino Size lays down. She's hugging the dog, stuff like that. She's in a bra and panties, because remember, this is a comic book designed for adolescents and 14-year-olds, whatever. So while she's laying down, this old dude comes in there with this uh like tall redheaded chick and you're like what the hell are you doing in here he's like i can't even get your birthday present because it's my birthday too so he throws her a gift and she opens the gift and it's a broken domino she's like uh yeah. what the hell is going on here and then the guy says uh topaz can you take care of this and and she realized that topaz was the one that they've been after the entire time and topaz just like kicks the yeah. shit out of domino you know and domino's like okay my power like she, gonna- she was controlling the yeah, she was controlling the wolf guy, the the monster dude. The monster dude at first, yeah. What, what was his name again? I don't know. His name was something. But yeah, she was, yeah. Yeah, she was controlling him, kicking the shit out of Domino. Domino like, okay, my power's going to kick in eventually. So she started reaching for a gun underneath the table. I mean, underneath her bed because she know her power's going to kick in. Power's never kick in. Uh, Topaz stomps on her arm, breaks her arm. She's like, uh-oh, something's not right here. My power should have kicked in better because she can feel it when her power's kicking in. And Topaz lifts up in the air. And the old dude right before... You know, Topaz does the final blow. She's like, oh, Domino, happy birthday. Throws out a window. And Domino's just falling out of the window. Ah, where are my powers? And that's how the book ends. So, yeah. yeah. Um, It was good. Cool. Let me ask you this, Eli. Have you ever read a Gail Simone book before? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this. It yeah, was, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, and I get what you're saying. I, I, I mean... I'm not a Domino fan, you know, um, I, so I, I just kind of took this as kind of like whatever. But yeah. um, I will give her that she did provide a, a a cool perspective, a cool voice. I like the voice of Domino in this book. You yeah, because I've never I've never read like a, a book where they gave Domino personality. Remember, we talked about this like yeah. last year sometime. I was like, she's just some assassin chick. But this actually gave her a personality in this one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, and I enjoyed that inner voice that she had. Like it, it was like she was witty. She was kind of like yeah, kind of Deadpoolish or or Harley Quinnish with that, you know, you know something like kind of like that. Um, I, I thought I thought yeah, she had an interesting voice. You know, I just felt like the comic was a little. Dare I say, girly? That, that, that's the word I was gonna say. That's the exact word I was gonna say. It's like even if I didn't I know be it, sexist or I, I, misogynist I, I, or anything. I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna wait for you to say it so I can blame it on you. <laughs> because yeah, because I did feel like if I if I read this book and I didn't know a woman wrote it, I would yeah, a woman wrote this story. I could tell because it felt yeah, like you yeah, know with the pup, the puppies, the puppy and yeah, the girl puppies trip and, and the goofy kept, shit. Yeah. yeah, and they kept saying how they love Dazzler. each other. Fucking Dazzler. Dazzler yeah. is there, and I'm like, because here's the thing. Okay, like I said, the I've way never they, read a I've never read a Dazzler's comic. I've never read. Yeah, always, yeah. I've always seen girls reading Dazzler. <laughs> now here's the thing. Now the now I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with a female protagonist comic book, but the last comic yeah. book I read with a female protagonist was like '90s, and it was Catwoman. Now let's just say. Catwoman wasn't written for women. Catwoman was definitely written for 14-year-old boys. And yeah. hey, now I had no problem with it. I like the book. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But this story, you could tell it was written for girls, by girls. It, it definitely felt girly. Like you could hear 
like some some Katy Perry in the background while the book was playing because that's what I kept hearing because it just uh, Selena Gomez or like that because that's what it felt like it didn't feel like high octane ash it didn't feel like a Rob Liefeld comic you know yeah. they really wanted yeah. you, you there, was, there was a birthday party where all her ex boyfriends showed up and. You know, this is, it's an episode of fucking Gossip Girl. You know, what it, I mean? you know <laughs> it actually remind me of another female book I read, Mockingbird. Okay. Remember Mockingbird? It, uh, like a couple years ago? I never ago. read Mockingbird. But no, I never but you, read it. But you heard about it. Trust me, you yeah, heard yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah. It was a couple years ago that uh, she was on the cover, asked me about my feminist agenda. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, yeah. And it was also written by, I think, whoever's writing Captain Marvel right now, she's writing that. So she got in big trouble for that. Everybody was attacking that book. Get rid of that shit. Stuff like that. So Eli, let me ask you this. <laughs> and I think we're really going to get in trouble with this one. Do you oh, feel oh, this? Yeah, ask me. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, right. Do you feel oh. this book was SJW-ish? Oh, really? Do, do, um, you, do, or do you think it had an agenda? You know? I didn't get... I didn't really get any in-your-face sort of agenda. I mean, I, I guess when I'm looking back, I guess you could talk about the logging shit in Canada, the environment, and yes, it's a woman. And I, I don't, I, I wouldn't personally. I didn't, I didn't, think, I didn't get that. I didn't okay. get like it was too in-your-face. Okay. I mean, I thought I, it was a little fluffy. I thought it was a little fluffy at times. I thought it, it did sort of cater to a, a, fe, a, a female audience, you yeah. know, which I, I didn't mind that. I just, that's what I got out of it. Like, okay, this is, chicks are good. Chicks dig this shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> but I, I feel like, because you, you know the typical Marvel fanboys. I think that some of them are going to have a problem with this book, and they are going to be very loud and vocal about this book. I think so. Yeah, I, like, I, I think they're specifically going to yeah. read this book just to tear it apart. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do not let you think about you say that. I, I guess there is some stuff in there, but I, I reading it, I I didn't get that. It wasn't too, you know. Yeah, I mean, she top. didn't she didn't attack a man or anything like that, or or she didn't say feminist. I mean, she didn't she didn't take it that far, you know, like that. But yeah, yeah. It, it did feel like this book was told from a woman's perspective. It did feel like that, yeah. you know, instead of that, being that, that catered fine. for fan service. Yeah, and I thought that was fine. I didn't, I didn't mind that. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not a Domino fan, but you know, having, I mean, I'm just like, you know, I have a just a very sort of paraphrased view of what her powers is. So when she's actually explaining her power, powers work in the book, yeah. I thought, wow, I was like, I didn't know that. I thought she was just good at shooting shit. Yeah, I didn't I mean, know yeah. that. Luck was on her side the whole time and how she explains oh like sometimes something will happen and it'll just save my life and it's not just about i just thought she was a good shot you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean i knew about the look powers but I, yeah. I never read a book where they actually explained it to that that detail you know a, a lot of times yeah. i read the book they forget she has the power you know yeah yeah and i and, I, and that's what i liked about it like i like that the inner voice that she had and to Gail Simone's credit, she did a good job doing that. You know, was it a little foofy and fluffy and girly? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's I'm 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 a dude. What do you expect? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, at the end of the day, I guess that's okay. If you're gonna write a, a a book that's dedicated, you know, that's catered to the female demographic, I have no problem with that. You know, 
I hope, yeah. you know, girls or women or anything like that do pick this book up. They might like this book a lot better than we did. You know, yeah. because yeah. I, at, I the, at the end okay. of the day, I don't think it was a bad book. I don't think, it was, but I did feel like this is not a book that I would normally read. This book isn't written for me. That's how I felt. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, I was interested. Like, oh shit, she her powers are gone. She's. I might. I, I think I might check out number two just to find out what happens. So but we already she know she lives. But we already know she lives because at the very beginning of the book is what happens after she, you know the, the morning after. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay. But, but yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> you know, it's just the journey. That's how, how, how does she get there? You know? I got so, you. So, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think, I didn't think it was a bad book, but yeah, I, it had some, you know, quality, you know, a little bit of it that I thought, eh, yeah, it was all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Put a score on it. Put a score on it. I'll give it a three out of five. You know, uh, I thought it was okay. I'll, um, I'll, I'll say 3.5 out of five. Cause the, okay, at the end of the day, the book did make me feel like Domino was a fleshed out character, which I yeah. never felt like that before. Yeah, same like, here. Yeah, I, was I never, understood where I, she I, was I coming from. I never gave a shit about her. Yeah. Right. You know, and I, I thought it, it was, it was a good job. Like Gail Simone did a good job at providing that voice, providing who she is, you know, and giving her a wit and and like a charisma. I mean, she's got this sort of sarcastic. You know, like I said, I was comparing her to Deadpool. She's got a like a sarcastic wit, right? That I that I enjoyed. It was, it was, when it was she funny. comes off kind of hard sometimes, but it, sometimes she yeah. comes out kind of soft also. Now, when she started crying with her girlfriends when they were looking at Dazzler, I was like, "Come on, okay, you're going a little bit too far with that one." But you know, but yeah, I mean, just in the first couple pages where she's talking to the dog, like, "Hey, I can't take care of you. I'm a mercenary. I go around the world killing people. I don't have time for you to take yep. care of a puppy." I'm sorry. That that first panel, that is something a guy writer would never write. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I knew, like, okay, yeah, like, I yeah. see what Gail Simone is doing here. So Yeah. But it was like an interesting exposition. You know, it was cleverly written. Like, okay, now I know who this character is by her talking to a dog. Right. <laughs> like she's trying to be like, you know, she's caring, but at the same time she's trying to be tough and she's walking that line, you know. So yeah, we I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, like I said, it was it was a little girly, too girly for me. But hey, I'm a dude, and if you if you got anything to complain, right? I'm I'm, I'm used to when I do it over Twitter. Do it over Twitter because I don't have any followers. (laughs) Right. Tweet Gail Simone. See, I'm used to Catwoman in the '90s, where you know she fights and her costume gets ripped every other page. You know, so he's just fighting in broad panties by the time the fight is over with. Yeah, that's the type of comics. It's like I'm what's used going to. on in the Witchblade, Witchblade comics. You know, they re, they revamp Witchblade, and she's like walking around in t-shirt and jeans. It's like, why do I want to read this? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some some of this shit works, some of it don't. So I don't know. What, what, what book you got, Eli? I'll let you go next. Uh, I got Giants number five. Okay. Um, from yeah, so this is the. Uh, the Valderrama Brothers, written and drawn by the Valderrama Brothers. Um, been digging this book. This is the last one in this uh, in this story. Um, basically, it's a kaiju story. You know, we've been a lot of that lately going on with Pacific Rim and now the Rampage movie. Hey, um, this book, yeah, um, kaiju, giant monsters have destroyed the Earth. Um, the remnants of humanity have been living underground in these subterranean cities. Um, these subterranean cities are ruled by street gangs, and they're kind of warring for, for turf and territory and 
the ab amber noir amber noir is that how you say it amber noir it's basically kaiju shit i guess it's, it's like something from the kaiju's body i just think it's a turd it, anyway the kaiju shit it has abilities it's like an energy source you know it provides energy but also the gangs use it for weapons so and these street gangs have been fighting over it well these two brothers uh gogi and what's the other guy's name i can't remember the other kid's name anyways these these two brothers or these two friends they are trying to join one of the gangs and they decide to go to the surface to find some amber more so they could uh get in good with one of the gangs they go to the surface of course they get attacked by a giant monster um shit happens and one of them gets fucked up he th the one guy, kid thinks he's dead so he just leaves him and goes running um he ends up getting rescued by people that are living on the surface. It turns out there's a bunch of people who figured out how to live on the surface, you know, plant food and 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 basically coexist. Not coexist with the with the with the with the kaiju, but they're able to fight them off. They're able to survive despite of all these giant monsters. Um, so he starts, uh, you know, living with these these people on the surface. Turns out the other kid he was not dead. He goes back to the underground with their this big stash of the uh, amber noir, and he, you know, basically comes good and good gets in good with the gangs, ends up, you know, climbing the ranks of the gang and all that shit. Meanwhile, up up top, the kid's surviving, figuring out how to survive on the on the surface. Um, the other kid from the underground goes up top to find some more amber noir, and that's where they find each other. You know, the two homies find each other again. So that was like the last issue. This issue picks up where they're fighting. Um, the one kid's like, you left me for dead. You're, you're a traitor, all this shit. You turn your back on your people from you know underground and all that. So they have like, you know, it's sort of like uh, this has been coming to a head. Their conflict has been coming to a head. Um, they have a fight. They fight it out. Um, the other kid's like, well, I, you know, I, we, we, we hated it down there. Um, we can survive up here. Um, all that. Uh, the kids like um, accusing him of traitor, being a traitor. And while this is going on, one of the, the kaiju are fighting. There's these monsters fighting and the roof collapses and the kids like holding on to the other kid is like, hold on, I could save you. But the other kids like, no, I'm going to go after the Amber Noir and decides to let go and go after the, uh, yeah, the kaiju shit, it ends up dying. So that's kind of, you know, how the book ends. Um, and I dug on this story. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, I'm a fan of Godzilla and all that. Um, and what really got this book is the characters, you know, making, you know, because, you know, when you watch a Godzilla movie, you don't give a shit about what's going on with the humans. You just can't wait for the last half of the movie for the giant monsters to start tearing up the city. Right. Or Transformers. You know? Yeah, or Transformers. You don't give a shit about what's going on with people. Um, but this book made me care about what was going on with the characters. I liked the world. I liked the fucking settings they were that the, the characters were in, the whole conflicts between the characters, the street gangs and all that stuff. I thought that was really fun, and it, it made me give a shit about the human side of the monsters, the monster story. So, yeah, I give it a four out of five. I mean, I just wish it would have went into a little more of where these kaiju came from. You know, what... what where they but came do these from, stories what, ever tell where the kaiju came from? Yeah, they're from space or some shit. But yeah. uh, you know, 
So that that was about it, you know. Um, I yeah, but it was a it was a fun series. Giants, Giants, yeah, number five. So. Ooh, now, who now? I, I was gonna say, who is the the company again? Oh, Dark Horse. Damn, Dark Horse always cranking out. Okay. Oh, okay, four to five. All right. So uh, I guess I can go next. All right. The book I have is Immortal Men, number one. Like I said, this is also part of the DC New Age of Heroes. Uh, mm. Yeah, basically this book is uh, drawn by Jim Lee. So Jim Lee came back just to draw this. Like I said, he barely draws anything else again. This, this one issue? Probably this one issue. He may draw the first half of the next issue. You know, Jim, Jim Lee doesn't stay very on for very long. But you just got to enjoy him while he's there. So, like I said, this book starts yeah. off with this teenage boy named Randall Park. And he's having a dream. The dream, he's running. He's running with these other kids. He has superpowers in his dream. And he's running with these other kids that have superpowers in his dream. But they don't know how the powers work or what their powers are. They're just running. And they're running for their lives. And each one of these kids get picked off by one. Picked off, picked off, picked off. Until Randall is the very last one left. But before they can, you know who's ever attacking them come after him somebody reaches out to him and it turns out it's one of the immortal men the mortal man grabs him and takes him to their you know their secret hideout the secret base and their base they call it the campus the campus is the place where they go and train other immortal men and they learn how to use their superpowers stuff like that but before he can learn you know all those things and he looks at this this guy this guy keeps standing him like this old guy with his beard but before he can find out who this guy is he wakes up he wakes up and he's back in New York City and it turns out he had been passed out. He passed out in Grand Central for no reason. His other friends were with him and they got nervous about it so they called his mom and they called his therapist and apparently this has been this running thing that's been going on with him. He's been just passing out and having these dreams. He's still like, I have this dream that I'm this superhero and I'm supposed to be doing something big and when I close my eyes, I see that my fr I can see what my friends are doing. I can see my mom watching TV and stuff like that. And it's weird. I can't get this out of my head. And the therapist, you know, in this therapist that you're telling me, you, you've been having this situation ever since you saw Superman fly by one time. So you think you're meant to be bigger than something than what you are, but you're not. You're just a little kid. You're normal. You're not a superhero. Just live life like normal. And like, I'll even prove to you that there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. And she tells Randall, Randall, grab my hand. You're like Randall, you sure? You like grab my hand. So Randall grabs her hand, and he sees her future. He sees what she's supposed to be doing. And but she, the therapist asks Randall, "So did you see anything, Randall?" And Randall says, "Nope, didn't see anything." No, he keeps it from her. They didn't say anything. But anyway, uh, the mom and dad picks him up. They're, uh, you know, they're saying, "You know what? You can still go with your play with your friends. I guess nothing's wrong with you. But make sure you didn't. If you pass out again, let us know." So he goes with his friends like that. While he goes, we cut back to the campus like uh, a mile into Philadelphia, and we see these other guys called the House of Conquest, called the House of Conquest. And it's some crazy assassin-looking dude, so like that looks like some shit Jim Lee would draw, you know. Got some weird-looking dude with a sword. They call him the Hunted or the Hunt or something like that. This other crazy-looking woman called Infinity Woman or some shit like that. And one more character shows up. The Man Who Laughs pops up so apparently the oh, man no who, yeah the man who laughs shows up and he's saying like you immortals you've been around here forever you've been shaping the world so why aren't you doing anything every other planet i've been to they've done stuff why aren't you doing something but you know what i'm here to help you out we're gonna find out what the immortal man is doing and we're gonna put a stop to it and they basically going around killing all the immortals they can and they find and they pull up this picture of randall and they're like this is who we need to find apparently the mortal man has 
done something to him and put him in action. So we need to find this boy and kill him. That's what we need to do. So while they're doing that, we go back to Randall. Randall's on the subway. He's talking to his friends. They're talking about some Call of Duty, some shit like that. And he see that same guy that he saw in his dream with the thick beard. He sees him in the subway. And somebody, this guy, Faye, goes into the next train. And Randall just gets up and leaves his friends and goes following after him. And when he follows after him, he sees the guy again. But the guy turns into these like huge monsters and shit like that. And they're like, right, we tricked you. The mortal man uh is not here but we know he had in contact with you so we just want to lure you out so we can just kill you right now so right before they can kill randall these other guys show up these other weird looking dudes one dude can fly one dude's like a wolf dude you know the jim lee shit you know and they fight these guys off shit like that and randall looked at them who are you guys and like you know who we are randall we're the immortal man and the book ends so yeah so this didn't feel like a DC book. It felt like a 90s Wildstorm Jim Lee image book. That's what it felt like. And it read like yeah. one too. It's like those books back in the day, they were, they were clunky. They bad dialogue, bad framing. But the art looked good. So Awesome art, yeah. Yeah, so you had that going for it. But I, this book just didn't land with me. It was cool art, but... Like I said, we've seen Jim Lee's art for so long, for 30 years. His art didn't pop off like it did when I was, you know, 10 years old in his X-Men shit like that. Now, at the same time, I, I used to criticize the book saying that it was an X-Men ripoff. It's not really an X-Men ripoff. I mean, if you really want to go down that rabbit hole, you can see the parallels with X-Men. But it's not It's not like Damage, where it's just fucking Hulk, just call it a day. Yeah. Or the Terrifics, where it's just Fantastic Four and call it a day. You can tell it's inspired by the X-Men, but it's not. It's, it's like Wildcat. It's, it, it reminds me more of Wildcat than it did X-Men. Even though Wildcat was the X-Men ripoff also, but, you know, whatever. Uh, overall, I give this book a 3 out of 5. I really don't give a shit what happens in this book. I don't give a fuck about the Immortal Man. I don't give a fuck about the man who lasts, because we already know what happens to him. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought about picking it up, but I'm like, I just flipping through it. And I'm like, oh, eh. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. There's another character in the uh, the Order Memorial Man. There's a Native American girl named Timber. I was wondering, like, is that was she supposed to be native or just? Oh yeah, some, she's native. Uh, yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> she yeah. reminds okay. you every every panel. She's native. Especially <laughs> her name is Timber, oh. and she kills the, like the demons and shit with an axe and shit. Oh no, shit. Yeah. And so oh, damn it. Now now should I oh crap. Now I'm having that dilemma. <laughs> now here's the thing. You want to talk about agendas? Jim Lee has had an agenda for like the last 30 years and nobody has ever mentioned it. Nobody has ever noticed it. Jim Lee has always peppered in and sneak in Asian characters all the time. Like Randall Park, he's Asian. But people don't pay attention that every time Jim Lee writes a book, he either highlights the Asian or turns pretty like Psylocke. Psylocke was a British white woman at first before he took over the X-Men. When yeah. he took over the X-Men, she became some Japanese assassin out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever because that's what yeah. he wanted, you know. Ju he invented Jubilee, you know. Oh, yeah. so, yo, so he's always throwing in these Asian characters, you know. Uh, who Like Suicide Squad, he was writing Suicide Squad. Who was the most, when you think the book was about Holocaust White, so why is it that Katana is like in every panel? You know, he made sure that she was the one kicking ass every time. So you're like, okay, Jim Lee, I see what the fuck you're doing. You're not fooling anybody, you know. 
you get mad when you know when 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 Richie Hudlin or or Dwayne McDuffie sneaking black characters, but when Jim Lee's always sneaking in Asian characters, it just flies by everybody's head. But he's been doing this shit forever, and nobody ever pays attention to it. And That's because so, ninjas are cool, man. Ninjas are cool. He's always got a ninja <laughs> in his book, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but it's a three out of five i really don't give a shit what happens in book two but i just want to read it just because just because of whatever uh do you have another book eli or no that's all i got a domino and i mean and giants and, uh, okay so i guess i'll giants, yeah. I, I guess i'll do my last book and once again it was my favorite book this week <laughs> and i'm gonna do avengers no surrender <laughs> And and yes, Ryan, our boss, says I talk about this book way too damn much, but I don't care because <laughs> I feel like no matter how good or the bad books we read every month, I know Avengers is going to be a constant. I know no matter what, I'm going to get at least a halfway entertaining, decent book, no matter what other shit I read the rest of the week. So anyway, going on with the Avengers, uh, no no surrender. Based what happens at the beginning of the book. Uh, Shit, I forgot already what happened. Oh, yeah. So we see Quicksilver is chasing after this little thing that, you know, the thing the last time that's turned everybody into crystals and stone shit like that. He's trying to chase after, but he can't reach it because it's so fast. Even he can't catch it, even though he's running like a, a picosecond or some shit like that. Anyway, uh, the, every, the skies are lighting up, lightning hitting every single part of the, of the world. Earthquakes popping up right now because... The Challenger has came to Earth. Matter of fact, not only has he came to Earth, he's came to Avengers Mansion. Landed right on top of it. So they're like, oh shit, the Challenger's here. And the Challenger's like, yes, I have killed the Grandmaster. He's dead. I've won the contest. And he loved Earth, but that was him. I don't give a shit about the Earth. But I tell you this, I want, I want somebody to worship me for the God that I am. So I want all you Earthlings to worship me for the rest of your life, which is a God going to be about the next five minutes. And I want you to, and if you need a God to call me, call me Grandmaster Prime. You know, don't push me because I'm close. No, that's a uh, Grandmaster Flash. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when he shows up, the Avengers like, oh, shit. The channel because Voyager knows who he is. He's like, oh shit! If the channels are here, this is bad. This is really, really bad. Uh, and somebody needs to go and stop him. And as soon as they see that somebody crashes right through, somebody jumps right through the roof, smashes the roof like that. Like, oh, who was that? And then Jarvis goes out. Uh, yeah, that was Doctor Banner. He saw the Challenger and he got a little upset. So when he got a little upset, he like he wants to go beat the fuck out of the challenge. So he just jumps right through the roof, lands right on top of the challenge, just starts beating the fuck out of the challenge. Like, you should have left me alone. Just beating the fuck out of him and shit like that because he's pissed off that the challenger brought him back to life because he wanted to stay dead. And the challenger, you know, looks up and he's got like this black eye, nose busted up. He was like, you hurt me. Like, how the fuck did you hurt me? So he hits Hulk one time. One time, right? Punches Hulk in the space. And while Hulk is <laughs> flying off the planet, he's laughing the entire time because he thinks the shit is funny. Now he just so Hulk's gone. And the rest of the Avengers like, oh shit. Okay, well, we kind of needed him, but oh well. But they actually got worse problems on the hand, because whatever the Grandmaster Prime is doing, he's fucking up the entire planet. But the voyage is like as powerful as he is, he's not powerful enough to destroy a planet by himself. It's obviously something else going on. On the Grandmaster's ship. He has something called the world engine, which is basically what's keeping the earth rotating and spinning right now. So if, if that thing gets destroyed, there's nothing keeping the earth safe. So we have to send all the Avengers that are available 
to go to the Grandmaster's ship and save as much as they can. So what they do is, okay, this thing is falling apart. What we need to do, we need to get two Avengers. But we need to get 500,000 gigawatts of jewels to power it, keep this thing powered up. So you got Living Lightning and you got Thor. And it's going to be just enough to keep it going. But the thing is, this, this rotating thing is keep spinning around the world. We have to make sure it keeps spinning. And that effort is going to take a Herculean effort to keep going. So everybody turns around and looks at Hercules. Hercules cracks his knuckles. He was like, don't worry, I got this. And you're like, no, you don't got this. You may be strong, Hercules, but you're not strong enough to lift the planet. And then Sunspot, like, whoop, here's where I come in. And he takes off his glass. And he was like, wait, wait, Sunspot, you're not. Sunspot, like, I'll, I'll be your Hulk for today. And they're like, Hulk, uh, Sunspot, you're not nowhere near the Hulk's level. He was like, well, if I take my restrict my restrainer off, I will be. He's like, but if you take your restrainer off, your powers might kill you. Yeah, it probably will. But for the time being, I'll be a, I'm the strongest person on the planet. So until I die, I'm going to use that to push this planet. Hercules is going to push this planet. So when I'm doing all that, Quicksilver comes back to the Avengers mansion and he tells Wanda and everything was going on. He tells Scarlet what's going on. He likes Wanda. I'm trying to catch this thing because there is something out there that's keeping all, every, all the other Avengers in this crystal stasis. You need to do something to boost my power up so I can be fast enough to catch it. And one is like, I can't, I can do that. But if I do that, I don't know what my powers might do to you because they're unpredictable. He was like, don't worry about that. I have to catch this thing. Otherwise, so we can free the other Avengers. Because otherwise, we have no chance because the Grandmaster out here fucking up everybody else. So we got to do something. So Wanda uh, does some her magic voodoo shit and stuff like that and he starts getting all powerful and stuff like that so he starts getting in like you know the racing stands like right before you start you know the sprint he gets into position and she does her little voodoo shit and like that she like i love you pedro and she and he's like i love you too sister she's like now go and then he goes off he starts running faster than he's ever ran in his life ever before he starts running he finds the little uh thing that's flying around and he's finally able to catch it he puts his hands on it, he catches it, and he keeps telling his story. He was like, I wasn't able to catch you before because I wasn't strong enough for my own. But I'm not by myself. I'm not alone. I have a team. I have the Avengers. And then they show a picture of, you know, Thor and Living Lightning working together. And it shows Sunspot and Hercules working together because that's what the Avengers do. We're stronger as a team because we work as one. They show the other Avengers getting their ass whooped by the Grandmaster, shit like that. So he catches the thing. He finally catches it. But when he catches it, he disappears. And Wanda can feel his presence going on and she starts crying shit like that. Oh, Pedro's gone. He's dead again. You know, but even then, all the other Avengers that were in stasis mode, like Black Panther and Captain America and Spider-Man and Daredevil and Squirrel Girl, I guess. I don't know. They're all free now. They're ready. And Voyage is like, okay, all the Avengers are free now. I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna teleport all the Avengers next to me, and we're going to, and the last page shows all of the Avengers ready assemble and that's how the book is yeah. <laughs> so it basically is going to be like finally this, finally <laughs> so basically it looked like every fucking avenger ever versus the grandmaster prime and so except hulk because hulk's still in, in space so maybe somebody get him out like that like i said this book was still fun i'm reading it because it is the one constant i'm having it's not going to be this spectacular book i'm going to read it's not going to be as bad book. it's going to be consistent like i said i get this issue it's just your four out of five. Like I said, it had a good message about how Quicksilver couldn't do it on his own, but he could do it as a team. And it showed that the Avengers basically are a collective one team. They work better as a, you know, it shows that teamwork. So I like that. So consistent. So, uh, shoot, anything else we got to address? Uh, I think we got it.
think we got it. I think we talked about everything one and need to. Like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, let everybody else know about it. I want to thank everybody on our Facebook page because we have hit 400 likes. I think we're at 402 right now. So woohoo! Uh, when we hit 500, we we got to do something special. Like we got to do something. Yeah, man. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, when we have we'll, a party. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, definitely uh, listen to our other podcasts. Uh, like I said, Eli has uh geek sab that is our sister podcast they talk about what we don't talk about but kind of you know give a different perspective you got comic cast like i said i, I want to you heard what we said about domino trust me they're gonna talk about domino also listen to their opinion versus our opinion uh this geeks and comics they're gonna talk about the same shit but they're gonna have a different opinion also so definitely listen to different voices of what everybody else is saying get valiant they're gonna talk about some valiant stuff you know how that is um like i said uh until then this is leroy this is Eli. And we will talk to you guys and talk about Action Comics 1000 next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far, cause a man with the tow truck repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag, such a dash to tango, skipped the life and dango, a zircon prince to seem to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she can tell her stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so, so, so did it, she had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back, can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane, I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge. 